Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. Great to speak to you again. And we are, this time, we're on Season 2, Episode 7 of Love Island USA. And we had a bit of a recoupling tonight, Chris. Shall we start there? Yep, I think that's, uh, it was the mainstay of the whole episode, really. I know we're starting at the end, but yeah, we, we lost two of the guys. I think one of them... We've got to say, yeah, I think that was the right decision, even though there was a couple of weird things we'll get into. And also, we did lose Jeremiah. And I do think they Caleb played a blinder because I'm not convinced that that just wasn't pure manipulation there, Rachel. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't think... I think it's got less to do with Caleb and more to do with Jeremiah, to be honest. Now, I can't I can't figure out mentally if if I think, you know... Well done, fair play. But basically, it is. We know a lot of people are in there for love, and a lot of people are in there to, for a bit of promotion and get a few more social media followers and what have you. I I thought it was very brave of him to just basically friend zone Rachel, and you know he proper like snatched defeat from the jaws of victory, didn't he? I, I think he completely blindsided Rachel. She had no idea. But basically, he just seemed to like say he's he's just not feeling it. No, and and, and I, I must admit, I was thinking, well, why is he so shocked at the end when she picked Caleb? I think honestly, I think Caleb's a nice guy. I don't think there's anything wrong. But he's put the graft in, Dave. He's shown a bit of interest. It all it all collided at the same time. He went in on Rachel, and then and Jeremiah just took a step back and was like, "That's me." And I, and I do think Caleb's not daft. He know he knew what he was doing. Whether there's some chemistry there, I, I can't see it at the moment. However, it is what it is. It's the nature of the game. I was quite shocked we lost two guys. I thought we were going to get like the UK one, Dave, where we get them both played off against each other with a public vote, but no. And this is what played out in the first series of the USA one. But this is going to be over six weeks, not four in the in the last series, because it was four weeks, and we've said this before. It just seemed to rush, didn't it? Just people on a fucking conveyor belt at one point. So. Yeah. I'm going to be interested how this dynamic goes on now. Yeah, no, I th- I think this is already better than the first season, isn't it? You've just got a few more characters in there and you can actually invest a little bit in the couples. I, I think, yeah. you know, and it's, I-, I-, I am enjoying this one a lot more. And, you know, yesterday's episode and today's episode, I, I think have been really, really good. Yeah. And you know what, though, Dave, I'll be honest with you. We've got the new girl coming in. She's an English girl. Before she even said, and she was going on about who I'm interested in, I knew full well she was going to say Johnny. We just said seen Sally and Johnny go into the hideaway. And honestly, this is Love Island, producer-led, bullshit 101. And honestly, I literally said word for word what she was going to say, and she went, and I've got my eye on, and I looked up and I went, Johnny? And she went, Johnny. And I thought, oh, fuck off. You know, instead of just going for someone else, I'm not saying, because he may be a type, I'm not saying that at all, but selling Johnny, I absolutely loved up. And this girl's going to come in and possibly, Dave, we've not seen it really. I've seen it in the earlier ones and I mentioned it last um, series we did, like when the Aussie one, that, but the, the, is she going to come in and split them up? Because I've seen that before and it doesn't go well for her if she's going to do that. However, it's fucking great TV. Oh, you see. 
You just took away my line. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's terrible, Chris. It's, pro- me it's, off. it's producer led and it's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't argue, Dave. I cannot argue with you. But what do you think? I mean, this this is the first first bit of English crumpet, Chris. Uh, Lauren from Oxford. She's going to come in tomorrow. So yeah, let's let's see how she does. I was actually wondering. I mean, they're not quite as loved up. But I was thinking it'd be really interesting if he went after Connor. And that was really yeah. based on what we saw tonight with uh, some of Mackenzie's reactions. You know, in, in particular, when they were doing the Vegas games, we'd given Mackenzie a lot of praise yesterday for putting James in his place. And, and she generally offered like quite a good good bit of advice to other people. But what did you reckon to like how she was behaving in those games? Dave, we've got to play this. All right, we know. I, th- I think we've got to play this completely down the line. We give James a load of shit yesterday, and I still stand by that. He was quite deserved what he did. It was disgraceful. However, Mackenzie wasn't far off tonight what she did to Connor. Connor give it the big I am in the fucking diary. Oh, I'm not standing for this. I'm, and he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> like he didn't do anything. Yeah. When, when they said it was a three-way kiss, right? If it had been one of these, like a bachelor party, you get straight in there, you gets both of them, these tongs, these fucking hands all over them, these proper, like, you know, uh, PG-13 fucking kissing going on and that, then, then fair enough, Mackenzie's like, you know, when he's gone too far and he's really gone to town on it, he pecked her. He pecked both of them, literally on the cheek, didn't he, Dave, in a freeway. That's not a freeway kiss. And she had a face like a slapped ass. It was just ridiculous. I, I, I couldn't see it because I was expecting fireworks the way they built. I thought, oh, my God, he's going to go in for the kiss here. They're going to be snogging. And it's going to be like, uh, hello, are you going to stop now? It wasn't like that. He pecked him on the cheek. And she had the – and look, that sounds really bad, this. She had the cheek to kick off with him. And I thought – I don't know about you, Dave. Even me – being married all his time. If it was a game like that, not that it probably will be, but if I, if you kiss a girl on the cheek at respect for your partner, which I would do, and I'm sure some would do the same, I'm not going to see my ass over it and go, oh, that's disgusting. It's a game, and he showed her utter respect. I don't know what he was apologising for, but he felt a bit like James to me. And then she's going... I've never been in this situation. And when people have finished relationships with me, I've never seen it coming. And I thought, no, because if you act like that all the fucking time, it's no wonder the relationship just ends because that is that is not right. There is a lot to unpack there, Chris. Sorry. But- Sorry no, 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 right. no, no. All, all I was thinking to myself, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty much with you, but all I kept thinking to myself, I'm glad we're recording a few weeks ahead because uh, I think we'd have a voicemail from Joe <laughs> you know, possibly tomorrow <laughs> going, boys, boys, you are missing the point. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> so we'll be, we'll be a few weeks ahead, but, um, but no, I, I'm with you. Here's how I read it, Chris. I'd have been more upset with Moira because Moira was the first one, right? She had it picked and then she had, she chose to kiss Connor, right? So yesterday, Mackenzie was, you know, arm around Moira, giving her all, uh, you know, uh, good advice and stuff and being supportive. And then Moira has chosen to kiss a boyfriend. Uh, well, not a boyfriend, but who she's coupled up with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, but then he went, so he gave her a peck and then he went to kiss Mackenzie and she's leaning away from him like he's fucking done anything about it. 
he had done absolutely bugger all wrong. It's all part of the game. Like you said, if, if he's fucking getting his tongue right in there and dry humping her, all right, she might have the she's right got to take yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she He did absolutely nothing wrong. What? What is he going to do, Chris, in that situation? Say, no, it's all right. Thanks. You know, no. you're on fucking Love Island, for fuck's sake. But then was it, um, who was it who picked, you know, kissed, they said, Connor, kiss two Love Islanders who you haven't kissed before. Was it Sally, was it? I, I can't remember I who, it was, who did it. Was it. Somebody but it was, it, yeah. it was another girl, Chris. And again, I thought, uh, you know, with Mackenzie having a face on her, I thought, well, she's not pissed off at Connor. She's going to be, she should be pissed off with the girls because they could have given him a dare. They could have, uh, there was another option, wasn't there? Truth, probably. So I, I don't understand what her beef was with him. Now, he, he's got the patience of a saint, but, you know, he, 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 and he wasn't really giving him it, the big I am, you know, in the diary room. I think he was just, he'd had time to sit away and thought, you know, I don't really think I want to be a doormat and just be walked over. But again, she made it all about her. She's like, I can't believe you brought this up right now. I think Connor showed himself to be a pretty good communicator. He, he didn't lose it at any point. He was just trying to explain his position, which I think is very, very valid. And then she turns on the waterworks and, and says, like, I can't believe you blindsided me. I, I was fucking perplexed by that, Chris. No, Dave, I completely agree. I, I thought it was an answer. You've gone for a workout and now you've said it. And I was like, <laughs> well, he obviously knows there's an issue. He, he apologized profusely for no reason. He even apologized when they woke up together in the morning. And I'm sat there going, God, what are you apologizing for? And they, you know, when I said to you, there's just something not right about that relationship. And I'm not putting it all on her because he may do, a, you know, a shit move on her or something if someone comes in. But they seem pretty sweet. But there's a lack of, there's like an immaturity there with her, Dave, I think. And yeah. And, and, and that's not being disrespectful because I, I just think it's a game. It didn't go too far. He was completely respectful. You're right. It, girl code. The girls are the ones who should have got it in the neck, not him. He was put in a situation where it's like, I'm not doing anything wrong, but what made me laugh, David, I don't know if you picked up on it. When he was going to kiss the two girls, did you see Johnny for a split second pull his face at her and then turn away and roll his eyes? And it literally was a second before. <laughs> I, I was, this, oh, Dave, it was proper, you know, like David Brent comedy timing. <laughs> he was over, as the screen's looking at it from the front, he was over, at, like, for us, it would have been her left, our left-hand side, but her right-hand shoulder. Mm. And he literally looked at her, rolled his eyes, put his eyes through in the back of his head and went, oh, fucking hell, and I turned away as if to... So I'm wondering whether this is going on all the time and we're not seeing it, you know, like because of the editing and stuff, because he genuinely was like, oh, fuck off. And... and mm. I'll be, be the first one if Connor absolutely dumps her, but I don't think it's going to be that way, Dave. I'm not saying she will do the same, but we can't call James out and then not call her out because I didn't get that, unless there's something else going on that we're not seeing because I just thought it was her being childish. Yeah, she she didn't she didn't have a great episode, I don't think. And and honestly, I thought she she gave some indications that she, she's got some issues there. Yeah. Um and also a little bit like James Chris, she didn't really think she's um she's done anything wrong. Again, she was turning in the diary room, she's turning on Connor 
and saying, you know, if we can have these like miscommunications and stuff, I have to wonder about that. And it's like, he has done fucking nothing wrong <laughs> at all. And um, yeah, I, the thing is, what did we learn about her in episode one, Chris? She just tends to date billionaires. Well, guess what? You, you're a young blonde girl with big fucking tits going out with billionaires and you got fucking cheated on. Well, I'm not being funny, Chris, but A goes to B, that is predictable as anything. If you're a trophy girlfriend, well, guess what? There's always someone who's going to come along and, you know, eventually we all get old, don't we? So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just going to be a conveyor belt for them. It's fucking obvious. So, and I may sound, I may be being harsh there, but if that's your fucking frame of reference, then, then you've you have got issues you've got to fucking work out. So again, a little bit, like I said with James, I think someone needs to have a word with Mackenzie. It's a shame Mackenzie doesn't have a, a, a mirror of herself. Cause I think if it was someone else, she'd probably give some good advice, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I thought, I thought the way she behaved was, was out of order, but the problem is that she doesn't actually understand. She still thinks Connor was the problem there. And I think, um, yeah, I still think I, I I would like this couple to go, you know, to go a bit further, you know, throughout the series. But, um, yeah, tonight was a, a little bit of a red flag. And I think, uh, yeah, what, what, she, what the fuck she going to be like in Casa Amor, Chris? I don't know. You know what, Dave? I'm going to tell a story. You know, I always like to tell one of my stories. And this is, is going to make me look bad. So you're probably going to piss yourself. I don't know if I've ever told you this. <laughs> but talking about this situation with them, it's brought something up, Dave, at that. I got with Sam, right? Sam's a couple of years older than me, even though everyone says she looks younger than me, Dave. Um, she had her own house. She had her own car. Started dating her. Literally moved in within a couple of days, Dave, pretty much. I've known her all my life. She did save my life once. I've mentioned it before on the podcast, so it was a bit of a Florence Nightingale thing when I was a kid. She certainly did save my life. Anyway, I started driving her brand new, pretty much, car, Dave, and... We were off this day, and she said, oh, do you want to go to the chippy for dinner? I went, yeah, no problem. So I went to the chippy. I'm reversing the car off the drive, and I was only 19. I'd been driving for like a year or so. I only clipped the gate post as I was um, coming off the drive, Dave. This was her pride and joy. It had just been in an accident, a double accident, where almost comedy timing, she'd gone to the shop at the top of our old road where we used to live. The She opened the door. Some guy shot round the corner, dead fast, took the door off, Benny Hill style, so, or carry-on film. She then parks the car up outside the house to go into the insurance company. The 90-year-old guy who shouldn't have been driving then takes out the other side of the car, Dave, within the space of about five minutes. He couldn't have written it. So this car had been come back from the brink of being a write-off. But because it was two separate accidents, they repaired it. It was immaculate, this Ford Escort. i never forget this. I took the... I crumpled the front like wing where the door is, the, the driver door on the front wing. I heard a crunch, went to get the chip, he come back, looked at it, and was like, oh my God. Now, I'd only been going with, out with Sam for about a month or so. I shit it, Dave. I thought, <laughs> what am I going to do here? What the fuck am I going to do? She's going to dump me now. I've wrecked a car. We're just like, you know, we're at the stage where we loved each other. And I'm thinking, this is it. It's all over for me. And, um, you know, I thought that Sam was a 10 and I was about a four. So I'm thinking, this is not going to go well. So Chris being Chris goes in there and went, I've just been to the shop and I think some guys hit your car. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam 
being the fiery one of the relationship, Dave, and you know Sam very well. I might be six foot two and built like a brick shit house, but she will kick the shit out of me in a fight, Dave. She went mental. Tasmanian, right, let's get... I said, I think it was these builders, you know. It just carried on the bullshit coming out of my mouth. Oh, right? no. I got all my hands up on this. We get there in the car. We reverse it off the drive. Sam reversed it, funny enough, Dave, this time. She reverses it off the drive. Gets up the road and I had to stop her. I've got something to tell you. And she was like, what? I went, it was me. And that made it worse. And the whole lie unraveled, Dave. And I got fucking, first time we'd had a, a roasting and I, I just had to take it. I know it's not the same, but it was the fact that immaturity in my eyes of I'm going to lose her. He's probably not even the same point of reference as McKenzie, but my immaturity of a 19-year-old Chris thinking I'm going to lose her. This is a pride and joy. And Dave, we can laugh about it now, but I was out there for hours gluing down the fucking front bumper <laughs> wing. It, we, we never actually got the work done on it. I was got a little hammer out tapping it. Oh, Dave, did she dine out on that fucking free meal for years afterwards? Because <laughs> I'd lied my arse off and I, it was the worst thing I'd ever done at that point, obviously. And, and never done anything <laughs> like that since. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, my reference point was Mackenzie saying... We're not communicating. We're not at this point. We've been married for fucking 21 years. We've been together 22 years, Dave. Sam could have easily kicked me to the curb at that point. So it doesn't matter. You can communicate poorly at the start of a relationship. If you want to work at it and there's something there, you can get away with it. I just make sure that I watch myself when I reverse the car off the drive these days, Dave. <laughs> but that was my reference. I've gone round the house and all this story, but that's what I meant is you, you, she's looking for a way out already. I think that's just a poor excuse. If you really want to work at it, you do work at it. Yeah. People change as you change as a person as you get older. And I never believed that when I was younger and you probably the same, but as you get older, I look back now, I cringe going, Oh my God, what a cock I was. Or, you know, like just not nastily, but you know, just some of the things you, you do and you think you're right. And then, Oh, it's stupid. But as you get older, they don't get any better. You still make stupid mistakes. I'm still like a 16 year old kid at times, but <laughs> you do improve your communication with somebody. So anyway, that's my point of reference. And when Sam listens to this, Dave, she's probably going to give me a backhander for all the pain that I caused her at the time. You know, the only uh, plus side to that, I guess, is is you didn't do it like last week or something, because I think being that early in the relationship probably helped you a little bit as well. Yeah, <laughs> so it did. If, you, if you'd have done that like last week or something. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be ringing you up going, can I, can I come and stay? <laughs> You'd have uh -huh. your fucking balls ripped off. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, baby, I can't do that to my car. But yeah, it was. I just meant as a, a slight example, and you were the same, is when we've had relationship, you realise it's sometimes you're just better just fucking being honest, aren't you, and stuff, and, and you know. Yeah, but I mean, coming full circle again, I, I think, and you know, uh, Connor sees himself that, you know, he's beneath um, Mackenzie. I don't think he is, you know. Chris, Connor is a tasty looking dish, isn't he? Yes. He's a yes. good, good looking bloke. He's got, he seems to have good communication skills. He's obviously, he's got, he's got an actual career, Chris. He's not like a fucking part-time model as they all sort of, well, they all just say they're a model, aren't they? And, and I do care work on the side or something. You know, it's like, he's got a proper career there. I, I think Connor has shown himself to be a real catch. And yeah. I think, I, I think he's at least on par with Mackenzie 
Um, yeah, I agree. I said it the other day, didn't I? They're both tens. They're yeah. both tens. Yeah. He, he was putting himself down, and I was like, you don't need to put yourself down. You're not any better than her. She's a really pretty girl, but he's a good-looking lad. He's probably one of the... I mean, Trey was so funny, Dev. I've got, I've got to say, Trey's been one of my... making me laugh some of the one-liners. He, he was in the diary room, wasn't he? And he's going, yeah. oh, Mackenzie goes... <laughs> Look at the beard. Look at the beard. You know, it's like he, he has got some real yeah. good humor about him, Trey. I think he's a good guy, to be honest. Even though I know he played a little bit in the field at the start, I think as a person, he's, he's, his observational comedy is quite good, whether he intense, intensely means it or not. But um, yeah, it's it just one of them things. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll either unravel or they'll become closer as it goes on. And, and one thing I would want to talk about there just before we go is Moira's conversation with James. I found that. I found, I like what James said about I'm going to have a look at myself and change and all that. And I thought, you know what? Fair enough. We give him a roasting yesterday. That's the sort of stuff. He, whether he means it, we'll never know because it, unfortunately, well, fortunately, he got voted off. Unfortunately for him as a person trying to change himself, it didn't. But she made all the signs that there's maybe a chance there. And I'm thinking, I've missed something here. I think that was bollocks, to be honest. She was lying her fucking arse off there. She, yeah. she she was doing it to try and avoid conflict, I think. There's no way, there's no way that she hadn't made her mind up. There's not a single second in the last two episodes, Chris. And, and she's she rightly, she picked the right bloke, right? Yes. Kelvin is, is the right choice. And James, he shouldn't have even had, um, he just wasn't in the running. But I did find that conversation a bit surreal. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just just say, like, look, no, I, we're not going to... That was the weirdest comment, wasn't it? You know, because James asked, do you see yourself getting there again? And she said, yeah, I do. I was like, really? Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I just... And, and I think she's just trying to avoid conflict rather than just saying, well, look, or maybe in nicer words than, than I'm about to say, but look, you're a complete dick. Actually, I think those were your true colours. You sat over here now because there's a recoupling and you're scrambling because you've got no one else. You want to stay in the fucking villa. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, I didn't say it was genuine at all. I just thought he was he was trying to make a play to stay in there. And, you know, hopefully he does look back on the tapes and, um, well, probably not tapes these days, but, you know, he looks back on the series <laughs> and fucking has a word with himself. <laughs> Go back to the VHS days. VHS, that's what I was going to say. (laughs) Good way to plug out of a podcast. Hopefully sets the timer. (laughs) (laughs) And doesn't record over Dish of the Day. (laughs) (laughs) So you say, Dave. Anyway. um... (laughs) Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Anyway, if you want to contact us on Twitter or Instagram at CD Reality Cast, if you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. Great episode. Get over to your podcast catching up, guys, and drop us a review on the show if you can. Uh, Dave, fantastic. We're motoring along. One thing I would say is this is we've actually missed out recording episode five, which was on over the weekend because it was purely a recap episode. So we didn't need to go over what we've already seen. It was just, I, I actually watched it and I said to you, it's purely just a recap of the whole week that we'd seen. There was nothing new in there. I didn't remember one scene that was different. So we didn't. So that's why we haven't been on for a couple of days, Dave, haven't we? So we, we've gone straight into what's current there. There's no point in recapping that first week. Yeah. So we'll probably skip those Saturday ones because the, 
I mean, in the UK, they do the whole unseen bits, and we didn't cover those actually either, did we? As well, no. sometimes those were interesting. But what I found odd about this one, because I, I did watch, I didn't watch all of it, but I did sort of skim through a bit of it, sort of while doing other stuff. It just it seemed to mostly be a recap. I thought that's no good, is it? It's no yeah. good for us, but no good for the viewers as well. So, yeah, I, I did find that one a little bit odd. Yeah, it don't matter. It's, it's done now, isn't it? Just to keep everyone in the loop if you are following episode by episode. So, uh, good stuff, Dave. And uh, I think we'll see you tomorrow, mate. Bye now.